0: Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host
1: Bernard Kelvin Clive. Right, welcome to another edition of your personal branding podcast. I'm your host Bernard Kelvin Clive, and in this particular episode we're going to focus on personal branding building a personal brand as a politician as an artist as a musician as an entrepreneur what do you need to do and what you must do to thrive on a digital front my guest today is Jono Omon Jono welcome to the personal brand podcast show
0: G'day Bernard Uh, thanks for having me on your show I'm honored to to
1: be on it as a pleasure I treasure
0: Fantastic! Exciting times.
1: Yeah, let's get started. Say, how's been your day?
0: (laughs) My day's been great. Um, Today, I had some conversations with people that may want some marketing in future. I had a conversation with a client, did some client work, and then grappled with software for two or three hours, which was a bit frustrating. But that's part of it. I deal with different softwares, um, but a good day and a beautiful day as well. Lovely weather.
1: Awesome. So let's kick start our uh, discussion today with you having a good day, uh, working with some softwares and meeting clients here and there. As a personal branding strategist, the digital expert, and all that, um, how did you get into all this? How? Was it your childhood dream? How do you land yourself in this way, helping politicians, people to build their brands and establish business coding? Tell us your story.
0: Uh, my story, Bernard, well, it's, it's a little bit there's a little bit of length to it but I'm sure we'll survive. So uh when I was a, when I was a child my talent always lay in uh, communication and and persuasive making persuasive arguments about uh like books that i read and so on and so forth. Um you know at in New Zealand we call it um English studying English, um not the la- not necessarily learning right. how to like speaking French but the English language. And then so I followed that on through university and then really at university um i could have been a lawyer it wasn't to my taste so i continued to follow uh my talent and my interest and my interest was really in trying to understand uh, how we got here what what the western journey is or what the global journey has been what the recent history is um really trying to learn the the bits of software that make up human society and as i went along that journey i found more and more cases in which the what i perceived to be the current situation is really skewed um towards corruption. There's a lot of problems out there. Um, there's a lot of people uh, using tools that are available to them for personal gain. Um, and it's a very top heavy society. So I was, that was really disheartening. You know, I was, I left school really optimistic. I went to university. I learned a lot about recent Western history. I became very uh, well educated about it. I had fantastic teachers. And then so I was left with a bad taste in my mouth. So I left university still not really knowing what I wanted to do I was raised to be civic minded I was raised with the idea that the value that contribution to community community is important but I had no idea what I wanted to do so I decided to travel to sort of seek uh, seek what I was finding so I traveled and I had a wonderful time I I sailed around Europe for six months I camped at the bottom of a a mountain and Oh, Canada. Sorry, excuse me. I camped at the bottom of a mountain in Canada and rock climbed for six months. I travelled through South America. I lived and worked in a number of cities in Australia as well as in Canada, Southeast Asia. Visited there a few times. It was wonderful, but really it dragged on um, for too long through my twenties. And by the time I was about twenty-eight, I found myself just seeking new opportunities without really any. Um, the t- with, without a rudder, and I, you know, I, I found myself out in the middle of the Australian outback with two other guys, and we were camping in the middle of nowhere. It took a long time, about ten hours drive to get there, and uh, we were in charge of five massive trucks, uh, one of which was about a two and a half million dollar drill rig. Um, the other trucks were all auxiliary vehicles for the drill rig. We were being charged out at $25,000 a day. It was a, it was an intense, like adventurer, adventurous situation. And that is why I had thought it out. I was looking for new horizons, new boundaries, um, and new things to do. But, you know, that, that sounds like a great story. But when it came down to what was happening in the situation, you know, I was working with guys that were not from, uh that would not been raised well like i had one of the guys was like 35 he had no teeth because he would like partied too much and he'd sort of gnashed them all out the other one was 50 he didn't have any assets to his name even though he'd Mm -hmm. been making huge money for like 10 years and up and these guys they had obvious psychological um, issues and then so I, I, I sort of, that really, it was an intense environment. It was really stressful. It was really, it was exciting, but it was uh, socially difficult. But it really caused, uh, catalyzed me, um, catalyzed some thought in me. And what I really started to understand was that throughout my whole 20s, I'd really been looking outside of myself. I'd never taken that responsibility upon myself to be the person that actually made the change. I was always looking for a bandwagon mm-hmm. to join. Um, and I wasn't actually ever considering that I might be the one that could, could cause the change. So from there, I moved to Canada and I came uh, into a job and really into a mentor with a guy who was selling truck parts into Africa from Canada. Um, and he had been wildly successful. He always ran a small business that made huge money, but he was the total opposite of what I had been. I was always looking at the big picture and thinking I was insignificant. He looked at everything as though it was something that he could do individually. He had a huge, a huge uh, notion of his own personal capacity to make change in the world. Some people would say it was too much, but to me, um, at the time, it really melded with what I had been thinking. And from then on, um, I really realized, well, hey, look, if I want to make a change, then I have to, it has to come from me. I can't start. I, I need to stop essentially hiding behind the idea of some form of authority that uh, will lead me to that change. And then I looked, um, inside myself and I just looked to my talents and my talents were communication and I had learned how, um, all of the powers that be were using communication to benefit themselves. So I thought, well, I will l- learn those tools myself and put them to work for companies that are doing great things and for personal, uh, for individuals, um, and start to make that change myself. And then I, so I, I looked at my talents. My talents were writing and communication. And then I started to freelance as a writer. And then just one thing led to another. And then that led into marketing and a marketing agency.
1: Awesome. So, so uh, uh, the pointers I picked here from your, your, your story is that initially you were looking for inspiration or you're looking for sources outside yourself to direct your path or light outside yourself. You didn't know you had a light and a power within you. So you need to be introspective, look within yourself until you met, you met a mentor or a figure who redirected you, caused you that all that you're looking for outside is actually within yourself. You tend to find your talent, your giftings, then begin to make the most out of that and that birth your desire. And know that your talents in the area of communication, writing, then you begin to build a career or business around that. Are we, are we on point on that?
0: That's exactly that, Bernard. Exactly.
1: So, with this piece, what advice would you have for people listening to us now? Uh, do you run around looking for things to make them great or people? But of your story, what are the th- Three main things you want to let them know that they can still look within, they can still do something what they have right now. What would that be?
0: I would tell people that if, you know if you are, if you have a level of care and concern for your community, you may look around you right now and, and be concerned. You know Yes, we live in wonderful times um, that would have made the Mongol emperors jealous. Our, our personal comfort levels are really high. but there are massive looming problems and that can be daunting. It's very normal to be daunted by that and, and scared by that and also to look at the world as terrible terrible and cruel in some ways. But really, um, change happens at an individual level. Local actors are doing what they can. So looking at the big wide picture can make you feel very small. You should really just look within yourself, look to what abilities that you had. You know, if you don't know what that, if you can't look at yourself and And tell yourself what they are you know look back on your school reports ask people that knew you when you were younger ask people that know you now and and allow them to inform you as to where your abilities lie and then just pursue that and one thing does lead to another especially if you can approach things with a real sense of personal responsibility and volition and um, an ability to think beyond what you're being told to think if you can if you don't want If you basically put aside the idea that you should fall behind someone who is an authority figure and do what they tell you, and you allow yourself to have your own creative imagination about what the solutions are, then basically your whole mental state will shift and opportunities will just arrive and you will be, happiness will start flowing back to you.
1: Awesome. Happiness will start flowing back to you. Start looking within yourself. Um, On this, let's look at how then can one begin to build a personal brand based on this, uh, knowing what we have, what I can do within myself, what I can work. How do I begin building a personal brand uh, for a successful career life?
0: That's a very good question. So really you need to uh, pluck up the courage to start projecting yourself out into the network that would be most receptive to your service. So you have to figure out who your market is. Um, And then you need to figure out who you are and you need to take on that idea of who you are um, and sort of exaggerate and make yourself be very proud about who you are and, and inflate those personal characteristics. If you want to be a successful personal brand, you can't hide behind the middle path. You really need to strike out in a way that's going to make some people Uh, Not like you, or maybe make some people think that you are something else that is negative. And really, once you start having those negative responses, you're really putting yourself in the line for a positive response um, and build that network. There's so many different ways to build those networks, whether it's Instagram or uh, Facebook or the press, you know, your local newspapers. All of these things really, um, excuse me, fall back on themselves, and you just need to be a consistent actor in that way. And then of course there's heaps of paid tools that you can use, but starting from the ground up, that is it. And certainly you need to exhibit your ability to uh, do the things that you say you can do. So you really need to make it clear to people that you are demonstrably capable at your skill. And if you're not good enough at your skill yet, you shouldn't be building a personal brand because you're only gonna cause yourself trouble. So that of course is the first part, figure out what you want to do. To those people that are just starting out, do it. Uh, with some level of success, and then you are ready to launch out. And if you're already successful, then, hey, it's time to start getting on the radio and newspapers and building up a social media um, presence.
1: So uh, getting started, how would I determine which of the platforms or channels are best for me? Radio, TV, uh, social media, which, how would I determine to look and launch myself out there?
0: That's, a, that's another really great question. Um, the, the first and uh, the most simple response to that would be to look to where um, the, the largest number of your audience is and is frequently using and certainly uh, in New Zealand and in North America that is Facebook um, Instagram is wonderful uh, for certain things it's not great for a lot of other things as well. And what uh, that's not very clear. What I mean is that Instagram is great if you have a very simple service or product that doesn't require much much explanation. Um, If you're just posting things and you're able to put a filter on it and give some emotional um, sense from an image, then that's great. But really Instagram has many limitations for personal brand building. Facebook is wonderful because you have things like Facebook groups um, that you can build up around it. It really does depend on where the audience is in your area and you should be trying to marry digital with offline as well so if you've got a connection on a local television channel then you should get on there and then you should talk about what you're doing on that television channel on your social media because that will elevate your status um the same with press if you can get in newspapers mention that on your social media and the two will end up feeding off each other um so look to where your market is, and then sort of, if, it, if you feel like you can fully express what you want to say on that um, channel, then it's a good one. In some cases, that's not totally possible, like the example of Instagram that I gave.
1: So if you realize that the channel or the platform is not working, what do you do?
0: <laughs> if you realize that the channel isn't working, what do you do? <laughs> well, okay, okay, this is a really interesting question. When you start out, engagement can be difficult. I wouldn't regard, and, and that would probably be the way that you would assess um, whether you're being successful. So let's say that engagement is your is your um, measure of success. Sure. So I've, if you're just starting out, I wouldn't necessarily worry a lot about that. I would continue to plug on and do the work uh, on that channel. You know, if 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 you're really worried, then look around and see if other people, other influences within your niche within your industry are using that channel successfully. If they are, then you can rest assured that you can one day be uh, just as influential as they are. I wouldn't jump ship from a channel very quickly. I would stick with it and work through the problems and, and develop, and in the act of doing the work, you will improve, and in the act of doing the work, you will also be motivated to get better educated about your situation, basically. And, and the education that you get while you're doing the work is so much more valuable than right back when you're at square one you spend if you were to spend a lot of time researching something you know before reaching out and becoming an influencer influencer if you sat there doing a lot of reading it's really not going to be that useful because you're going to forget a lot of it and not be able to use a lot of it so i would i would stay the course on a channel before jumping ship and then as you're plotting uh, along Make sure that you are constantly seeking ways to improve. Mentors are wonderful. There's a lot of information out there that can help you. Often the paid information, the expensive information is the best. Uh, That's something you really need to take on board. And also if you're getting information, um, you really need to be critical about the people that are giving you that information. Because the people that are selling information are basically experts at um, persuasion. But they're not necessarily always experts at teaching
1: Okay, so you, you mentioned one one thing and underline but which is very essential that you should look at other people in 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 the area of what you're doing and what they are doing on those, in those various channels if they are if you successful at least you can learn some few things from them and know that eventually you're also going to i mean i mean going to thrive on those platforms too. so you need to really learn from people and the other thing you mentioned of you also seek for mentorship and coaching which is which is going to help uh our brands to also uh uh, and now, know uh, let's look at this. Um uh, What are the critical, I mean, things to consider, or look out for when building a brand?
0: The critical things to look out for, the critical problems that you may face. Uh, what do you mean exactly? Stry yes, God? so.
1: So we look at the problems that you may encounter, I mean, and the challenges and how are you going to overcome them? And what are the pillars that will cause your brand to really thrive? So looking at the problems, the challenges, uh, what you need to encounter, how are you going to solve them? And the critical pillars that will help your brand to really thrive?
0: Okay, yeah, great, great question. Um, One of the main problems that can come up is that if you... Some people build personal brands that are not based on who they are. And so, and they do that for profit. You know, they do that to fit in with the herd. And we, we, we do it because of a natural, everyone to a certain degree is nervous and scared. And by not being who we are and sort of following in the footsteps of those that we are looking at as successful, then, you know, we can do things that are less scary and be, essentially being ourselves is scary. So I would definitely try and avoid setting building a personal brand about someone that you are not and that really is the and that becomes one of the pillars one of the pillars is that way way back at the beginning before you get started you really need to do that work and it is hard hard work and it may take you longer than you think it will uh, than you think it should you need to really figure out who you are where you're going over the next five years um, and what messages you think are important um and and get that sorted uh, before you project yourself out there. And then another thing, um, another escape mechanism that people use is that they rely on the mechanism of their work too much. So they build a personal brand and they build it all around, um, say Facebook ads. I'm I'm the Facebook ads guy. And what happens is that when Facebook ads melt away into history like they will one day, then you are kind of left completely disempowered and again the motivation for this can be out of fear of expressing oneself but really you should be talking more about yourself people buy from people they know like and trust and also you can create more impact as a as an individual and then what happens is that it's more about you and less about the mechanism that you are selling so that you know you may build up your business to the point where you don't want to just sell facebook ads you want to sell another a thing or things, products, other services, you can sell as many things as you want. Um, if you have successfully built up yourself as the nexus of your personal brand rather than the thing that you do, you know, and it, um, you know, don't get me wrong, you've got to talk about mm-hmm. the thing you, that you do, but you really got to weave yourself in there as well. Mm-hmm.
1: So, w- one of the things is uh, you mentioned two thing, critical things that one is that trying to be what i call be be the me too brand being just the same as any other person <laughs> trying to fit into the head and all that and yes and that's one one problem the other thing is 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 that um in in the course of building your brand you really not to just project any other by brand by maybe by a service you render or something also put yourself out there so that eventually if you are now let's let you the way a facebook expert come time, time mm-hmm. they will not be on facebook so who then will you be <laughs> so you need to really upload the expertise uh not really around just a service that is essential to get to drive market what you do but let them buy into you because people buy into those they love they know and trust that's
0: exactly it bernard <clears throat>
1: awesome awesome now let's transition a little bit in this way how can a politician you've been helping some politicians to build their brands take advantage of the personal branding era what i call personal branding era. how could a politician begin to build a successful personal brand to help yeah let's use it to help them win the elections here and then and, and get your campaign or their message out there
0: all right um this is a great great question so um once like back in the 50s this might this might sound like I'm going to start with a boring story, but it's not. Back in the 50s, everyone was reading newspapers, and that really, the technology of print, of reading, really changed the way, that really governed the way that people related to each other. Now, moving forward, we're all connected instantly throughout the entire world through digital communications. And what that shift has done is that back in the days of print, um, you know, like the United States and Russia, they were terrible to each other. They did lots, everyone was At war, people were very people got away with being very really terrible to people because it was very distant and disconnected and every time that information came through it came through an editorial desk and it was filtered and so on and so forth now all the filters are off information is instant and what that has done is that has brought human ethics to the forefront very much so and if you and and it's not it's not because we have changed we've always been the same it's the technology it is the the effect of the technology and this idea is the idea of marshall McLuhan, who was a wonderful for intellectual in the 50s and 60s. But anyway, so a politician really needs to, if you want to be the best politician of this generation, then you will respond to human ethics and you you will deploy human ethics with integrity. You'll do what you say you're going to do because your mistakes are going to be very clear you know you're not going to be an awful arrogant person because that you could do that back in the days of the newspaper because you would read about it and it would sound cool and he's he's got attitude but now we have huge reactions against that kind of behavior so put people first it's really really important everything that you do uh is tracked and monitored and, and it's there for history the you know for the for the uh, pr- proceeding future and then really you have um uh, something I talk about quite a lot you have wonderful strategies around building a relationship with someone so you can you can do a ser- a, a, a series of phases in a campaign and so you know the first phase imagine you were at a networking event and you' have not met someone before um, this would be the first phase so you so imagine that you're in the networking event you have met someone you're talking to them when you talk to them you don't really have any level of trust towards them you have uh, you maybe might just be in a bored um, state of mind so you think they're boring you know there's all these negatives so if you're at a networking event you need to grab someone's attention in a quick way you need to give some value but not ask too much of that time if you pin someone down for half an hour at a networking event they're going to get angry so if you're a politician view your entire audience as though they don't like you or trust you or anything and when you're putting out your message on Uh, digital platforms, you know, don't ask much, be entertaining, Um, show that you're kind, show the the things that you like to do, but just make it short and snappy, a minute or less, 30 seconds or less, the shorter that you can get a a succinct message message together and out there, the better. And then hit hit the people with that for a week or two or three or a month or whatever it takes. And then once that first phase is done and, and people have seen you a lot, they have started to build a rapport with you and just like that person that you saw at a networking event that you've seen out at another networking event and some kind of rotary meeting or something, then you're actually going up to them with a smile on your face and you want to have a long conversation with them and talk about all the processes uh, behind the expertise that they say they have. So as a politician, you move from the first phase into the second phase, and that's where you can start talking about your policy and really articulating your point. And then from there, you can move into a final phase where you're essentially just banging the drum and asking people to vote for you. That's a classic strategy that I use a lot it's really effective for politics in particular um, you don't always need it for other industries but definitely with politics where people don't trust politicians it's a really powerful way to cut through the the psychological barriers
1: I would know, like you to recap it again in, in this way um, now someone listening someone has the ambition to go into politics or use social media the tax you know, strategies mentioned looks overwhelmingly great, and uh, uh, can't even really put hands to the how. Will they? When does a personal branding coach or a service need to be, I mean, I mean, consulted for such uh, a service like this? You know, it looks too big uh, for an individual to do with other uh, things. What do you advise? Uh, it would, uh, you
0: know, I think at each stage. Uh, com- Consulting would help when you are trying to formulate a really compelling uh, avatar. Your personality, if you want to make that in such a way that it's going to really grab people's attention, then you should be getting some advice at that stage from someone who's in communications. And then for the proceeding phases, you know, you're going to be on video a lot. It's really hard to talk on video, and it's really hard to talk in such a way that. You are grabbing people's attention, so you need someone there coaching you through each video that you make. So you do need, if you're going to launch out as a politician, which is something that is very high stakes, uh, you only get one shot every three years or four years. You know, you really do need to pay for that coaching throughout the entire process. If you are building a personal brand, then it's <clears throat> it's not as important. You know, you can break it down. You know, the first phase is. Uh, For someone that's just begun their career, the first phase is actually getting some finding what you're interested in, getting good at it. Then the second phase is doing some soul searching about who you are and who you would be happy projecting out there into the world. And then from there, it's just about projecting that out there into the world. So, yes, politics is complicated, but you can break it down as a personal brand. Um, And what I would recommend is that when you start getting some traction, you know, and the thing can start paying for itself or your, when your service business takes off, then you should start paying for the the consulting and the advice. But in the beginning, you should bootstrap it. You know, you should be out there pounding the pavement yourself. And as I say, the work itself uh, is the forge that will help
1: you gain those skills that you need. Amazing, amazing. Jonah, so what, what will be normally access and what will be your billion-dollar advice to the world in the area of, Building a successful personal brand.
0: My billion-dollar advice is to is to start now, and and to and and to make sure that you prioritize the important tasks. Uh, it's very important, uh, very easy in business to get caught up in ticking boxes and working hard for the sake of it, and you can spin your wheels a bit. Um, so, I would, uh, my advice would be to learn um how to put aside those tasks that are just you spinning your wheels and to focus on the high leverage tasks and the high leverage tasks are to strike out and to start building personal brand and start taking risks um and you know to take risks in a controlled way you don't have to bet the farm you don't have to bet everything on a a strategy idea you can test it in a small way using all these social media platforms so don't ever risk everything. You don't need to. You can test things in a small, small way. Um, but pull the powerful levers and put the unimportant levers aside because you could still be running around that same you know, maze in many years to come. You need to put aside unimportant tasks. Focus on important tasks. Uh, the best place to find me would be uh, my website, which is media.com. D a l i a media.com or you can find me on Facebook, uh, John o Ormond, which is uh, spelt J o h n o, and then O r m o n d. Those are my two most um, active locations. I'm also available on LinkedIn if you'd like to find me there. But just come over and grab me on Facebook and make make friends with me, and I'm happy to always have a chat.
1: all right so if you enjoyed this podcast head on to amazon.com slash otter slash kelvin and get all my books on building a successful personal brand personal brand, corporate branding just go to amazon.com slash otter kelvin or at best just go to amazon.com and search for bernard kelvin climb all my books will be available to you just purchase copies and buy some for your friends the best is yours